Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Welcome to the Nina Kauser Show. The sun might have been shining at Anfield, but it was pouring it down with goals on Bournemouth 9-0. Oh my God. I think this show might just go on for like three days just talking about the goals. Luckily, I have two excellent guests who are going to talk about this. And it's so great to be on air and be in a really, really happy state and talk about not only a really, really great result, but um, a really, really good performance as well. And um, joining me on this podcast, let me introduce my guest first up. Uh, you know what? No longer a jinx. I never thought he was a jinx. I'm not superstitious like that. It is Tom James. Uh, welcome back, Tom. Thank you for having me. No, no, no. It's uh, it's it's great to have you. And, you know, um, rumour has it that you could have been at Anfield and um, it didn't quite work out for you. But here you are. Um, I think you picked the better option. <laughs> devastated but it might have speaking of superstition it might have been for the best yeah um uh, well well you know what one way or another it was a win-win for me and I'm I'm really really self-centered like that I get you on the show and you finally can now put that to bed because obviously I'm not that way inclined to believe in such things and joining Tom on the podcast, I am so happy to have her on the podcast. Um, you know who she is. You've heard her many a times on the Nina Kauser show. You've heard her many a times on the Anfield Index podcast. Um, her golden child probably did her really proud today. Uh, it's Miss Lisa Marie. Welcome to the show. I am so happy to be here, Nina. I mean, it is the sun is shining as brightly here in Tennessee as it was on Anfield today. Mm. So, um, yay. Happy, happy days. Right, guys, Emma, before I get into, oh, anyone that's joining us live as well on Discord, um, thank you for joining us live. Really appreciate it. If you want to call in, um, just type it in the AI live chat show. I don't know where my voice is going, but here we are. Um, it's from all the young to sell 
I know, no, there's been a lot of screaming, let's be honest. Like, maybe I need to get some vocal rest. But you know what, let's, um, uh, before I get into, obviously, talking about the game, I want to get your thoughts. You know, like, that was so needed for me. Like, I just, like, for me now, it feels like, yes, finally, you know, like, kick on with the season now. That's how I felt. And it was just a great, great response after a no-show against Man United. And I think that's how I feel. And it's just a bit of a relief. So, Lisa, I'm going to come to you. I mean, how do you feel after that? I, I feel wonderful. Um, you know what? You're right. It was so needed on on so many fronts, you know, mm. for the fans, for the players, for just for everybody. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit on the main pod yesterday. And I said, you know, I really think we just need to, to reset and act as though today was the first game of the season. And I don't mm. know if they heard me. I'm, I'm sure that's it. I'm sure they listened to the podcast this well, morning. Of course they did, because you told Harvey, and Harvey passed uh, it on to his teammates. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but but I feel a little bit as though, you know, that is what happened. It's like, this is the way we wanted the season to start against Fulham. And, mm. and I just hope that this momentum just carries us through. Absolutely. And, you know, whilst, um, uh, you know, I like looking at Discord, and uh, there's a message here from... 16 um, or GFX and he goes, Alison must be awfully bored in games like that. Can let you know he just randomly does lunges and just enjoys himself. Um, but yeah, he does keep himself fit and active even when he's got absolutely nothing to do. Tom, I'm going to come to you because for me, so many things were answered in that game. Um, start off fast. Score, do not concede. Um, uh, you know, there was questions around the attack that will, you know, will they get goals? They got plenty of goals. Will the defence keep a clean sheet? Yes, they will. Will the midfield hold up? Yes, it held up. Um, Roberto Firmino, hmm, gets a hat-trick of assists and gets a goal. I mean, like, from it was almost like, oh, you had questions. We're going to answer today. I mean, I want to get your thoughts in terms of how you feel after that game. Yeah, I mean, before we go on to, to us and talk about how incredible we were and deservedly so, Bournemouth were an absolute joke. Oh, the, the way they performed mm-hmm. absolutely, was absolutely diabolical. And I I don't know how they're going to go home and look themselves in the mirror tonight because it was disgraceful how they played. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we needed to bounce back. We needed to answer the critics. Obviously, everyone's talking about we're in crisis, this, that and the other. A good club turns up today and they get the win and it's great. Let's move forward. But a super club, a top club, they go out and do that, and that's exactly what we did. And yeah, like you say, it was the, the the word intensity has been thrown around a lot, and you know the lack of. And from the off, we were we were just at it. The way that we've wanted to see us just at it the first few games, we were we were that for the first five ten minutes, like at their throats, and uh, they had absolutely no answer for it. I don't know what their tactical setup was today. I don't know what the game plan was in terms of trying to stop that because it was obvious that Liverpool needed to respond in some sort of way today and they weren't ready for it at all. Absolutely. I mean, that, I, I'm, I, you know, like, I'm kind of glad you kind of highlighted how bad Bournemouth were, but you can only play the team that's put in front of you, right? And, you know, when you mm-hmm. kind of look at how they are a newly promoted team, and I know they've not had the easiest fixture list. You know, Aston Villa was obviously the game that they won on the opening day, but, you know, Man City, Arsenal and us, you know, in like like you said, like what is going on with their tactics and formation? Because now with with all those games, now they've conceded ten goals in the first half. With five of ours, ours five of ours today from today, 
and um, uh, three against, um, I think it was Man City, and two against Arsenal. Like, it's it's really, really bad. But you know wow. what? We did, yeah, we did wonderful. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, um, I don't know what was going on tactically. There was so much space for us. And, you know, we'll take it all day long. No complaints from here. Lisa, I'm going to come to you, team lineup. Um, I feel like there's a lot of meltdown on this subject again, um, given the injury crisis and obviously some players being out of favour with um, Liverpool supporters. So, team lineup, I mean, what did you make of it? Well, it was exactly what I predicted yesterday mm-hmm. on the podcast, which, um, you know, I, I generally enjoy being right. Um, and my first thought was, yeah, I enjoy being right, but but not necessarily in, in the case of this of this lineup. But to our favor that, you know, as said, Bournemouth, they weren't real great. So the lineup, the midfield, it worked. Um, but, you know, it's not going to work against Newcastle. And, you know, and some of the other mm-hmm. opponents that we have down mm-hmm. the line. So, um, you know, I mean, I guess the good thing is it worked today. And I, I just hope that, you know, Klopp doesn't think that, you know, this is what's going to work for the rest of the season. That was initially my fear as well. I'm glad you addressed it. You said it. You went there, not me. But yeah, I was like, shit. I hope you don't think that. Oh, my team's really great. But I don't, I don't think he's like that. I don't and think he will. I, think, I mean, I don't. Yeah, think, and, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't want to go in, but... It, it's just, it, you know, and for the most part, I mean, overall, I mean, you know, look, Bobby brought his game back and, you know, hopefully this isn't a one-off. You know, I mean, I know we were, we were all concerned about him as well after the last couple of performances, but, you know, he, he for sure brought it today. Um, and, and hopefully it's, you know, again, it wasn't against a difficult opponent, but hopefully it's the rhythm and the, you know, mojo that he needs, you know, to keep it moving, you know, moving forward you know, going forward until we can get, you know, some of the other forward players back into the team. You know, I thought Gomez and Van Dyke looked more, I don't know, in sync on their partnership today than they certainly did, you know, on Monday against um, United. So, so, I mean, I think there's some, you know, there's obviously some positives to take, you know, midfield aside and, you know, that we just, we seemed more ourselves today. Um, and again, what we're what we were all hoping to see at the beginning of the season, and just just haven't. It's just been so I, I don't even know what to call it disjointed, out of sync, bad. Um, so yeah, so I mean that's I mean I think looking at the lineup again, it was what I thought it was going to be. So you know that's fine, but it's not what I want to see for the rest of the season. I don't think you're wrong. And I completely agree with you. It, it completely worked against this team, and you know we'll take it all day long. Tom, what about you, team lineup? Because obviously people would just like bin both of those two midfielders. You know which ones I'm talking about. You know there were just so many shouts for everything. You know change it up, do something. Um, what did you make of the team lineup? Um, was it pretty much what you expected? Yeah, I mean more or less. Um, I don't think. I think I. You know it was a. a coin toss between Henderson and Milner playing on that left-hand side. Yes. There's going to be a lot to be said about Henderson playing on the left side of that midfield, but I figured we're, we're never going to be over the moon with what the eleven is going to be today just by default of what options we have. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the end of the day, we were, we were coming up against a Bournemouth side and if we were to go out there and play our game the way we can play it, which luckily we did, I didn't think it really mattered who we had in midfield, but we we just needed to go out and do what we do best. That was all that was really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
I I agree. I mean, I suppose you we were in that situation where if there was one player that you weren't overly sold on on that side of the midfield, it you know you could get away with it against that opponent. And um, you know, I I get that completely right. Um, uh, I'm going to go to our first caller, um, Karen. Karen, um, welcome back to the Nina Kalza show. Um, yep, you know what you need to do. You know the drill. Oh, thank you very much. No problem, no problem. Kieran, um, uh, you know, um, as we spoke to you on Monday and uh, like all of us, you were very, very much deflated and rightly so. So um, <clears throat> I'm really, really interested to see like how you're feeling today because, you know, quite a good result. Um, you know, give... mm. You mind if I speak? Of course you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The floor's yours. Uh, Go for it. <laughs> all right. I know. I, I thought it was uh, a really, really good response to what was uh, a pretty dismal performance on Monday and it's the kind of result we probably needed but not by the sco- not by that kind of scoreline but you know nonetheless though it's just nice to get our season up and running at long last and hopefully we can uh, build on this. I thought um, a number of players really stood out today. I thought Bobby looked like Bobby of old and I thought Diaz was a complete menace and you know look I think the whole team was very good today and I know it's only Bournemouth but look you can only beat what's in front of you. And, uh, you know, we just have to hope that this is the start of something now. We can go on a run and we see what happens. Absolutely. And I think you pretty much share what, what we kind of said before the pod, obviously, before you joined us um, uh, on Discord. Um, Kieran, um, you can only beat the team that is placed in front of you and, uh, you know, show them absolutely no respect. And Liverpool certainly did that. And, you know, there was always that maybe little bit of worry that with how Liverpool have been playing, uh, mm-hmm. to the build-up to this game that, you know, potentially somebody could really, really um, uh, think that, hey, Liverpool are here for the taking. And Klopp alluded to that as well. He goes, I want to be that team that people fear again. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Um, thank you so much for your call. My pleasure. Thank you. Nope. Thank you for kicking things up. Um, uh, everyone, that was Kieran, um, uh, our first caller on the Nina Kauser show. Right, I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking this show's going to be very long, so you know what? Let's just um, you know, let's just chew through the good stuff and uh, let's kick things on. And Tom, I am going to come to you first because um, one thing I noticed, um, uh, of course, Liverpool were intense from the get go. Um, our first goal round about like, two minutes, thirty seconds, three minutes. Um, you know, Bobby Firmino as Kevin touched on there, looked very, really bright, looked very, really sparky, and he was in there and um, you know hooks across into Diaz and um, you know, just wonderful, wonderful stuff because, you know, uh Luis Diaz um uh, just leaps up, generates this wonderful power and just puts it past the keeper. And it was exactly, exactly the kind of start you wanted from the Reds where you didn't want them to be wasteful because I feel like sometimes we waste chances and then we run out of steam so it was it was great that you know we looked sharp from the get-go and there was like product and um you know there was um success yeah it was um such a breath such a breath of fresh air to see because like I mentioned before, just that that general intensity of one, just mm. obviously in our play and our you know touch of the ball, opening out and play, moving the ball on. Your the pressing when they did lose the ball, everyone just on top of them and just didn't give them a moment's rest. But just the way that we were able to 
move the ball and just it's like every it felt like every single time we got the ball in the midfield final third it was just the ball was being swept onto the next person and swept onto the next person and just so flowing and you see the players were intense in their movements whether it was darting in behind or it was creating a passing lane for someone else or that it was it was just exactly the it was the best kind of Liverpool that we we like to see and um yeah, from the get go, it was lovely, and Diaz's goal was great because he, he. I don't think it's. I don't think it was acknowledged, especially on the stream that I was watching, just how difficult a header that is to really generate the power out of. Because you know, they're a big team as well. Mm. Yeah, and he's he's got up well, and he's. I mean, in the slow motion clip that I saw of him really using his neck to fling some power into the ball coming across it was it was an incredible header and it was a perfect way to start the game it really was and lisa what about you did you spill your coffee <laughs> sorry i'm on mute um no i did not spill my coffee um i but i will say that after you know, that was scored. I just couldn't believe all, I was making a note and looked up and, you know, and then, and then more magic was coming. But, you know, Tom's right. It was like watching Liverpool again, you know, the Liverpool that we mm. expect to see, you know, the passing, the pressing, the free th- flowing. It was, you know, it's, it's what we, we've come to expect from this team and, and, you know, it, where we've all been wondering where they've been hiding it for the last you know, the last three games. So again, I know I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but I'm just, I'm just so elated, you know, that they've, they've got it back. You know, it's, it's not lost. And, and, you know, let's just hope that this is, you know, this is the first of many, many games where we see the type of play that we expect to see from this team. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, it, it really was. It did the movement and everything just felt like very much like the Liverpool kind of way, and how we kind of um, you know have um, you know been phenomenal against so many teams, you know, uh, and showing showing our class. And we certainly had it in abundance today. And Lisa, I'm going to stick with you because you you touched on a <laughs> bit of magic um, that happened, and I've got to come to you first, given who the goal scorer was. Um, so I want you to talk about, you know, the Elliot goal, because literally within like uh, three minutes, I'm going to put it at six minutes. I've got like 5.50 here. Let's just call it six. <laughs> Elliot, I mean, first of all, um, uh, what a lovely goal that he actually scores and a really, really deserved goal as well, given the performances that he's been putting in when the team have not been overly great. And again, Roberto Firmino involved. I mean, was it a layoff or did um, did did your golden child just like kind of take it off him and just take the shot? But talk to me about that goal. <laughs> well, the mother in me wants to say that he just took it, but it, it may have been a layoff. I don't know. I haven't really had a chance to, to watch it back multiple times, as I'm sure I will, being the proud mother. Um, but, you know, I, I think, and, and again, aside from, you know, all kidding aside, it was nice in a way to see Harvey's hard work the last few games kind of pay off. You know, he has he has continued to be involved, you know, not given up and, you know, just that tenacity and determination that, you know, we all appreciated him. And, you know, and he, he, you know, that we saw that pay off, I think, to a degree right now. He's always looking for that pass, for that shot, you know, for the, for the next move. And, 
you know, and he took advantage of it. And hopefully this is the first of many times we see that, not this season, but, you know, in the coming years from him. But it was. And then I have to say, after that, I just kind of was, was just so elated. I don't think I did this for about 10 minutes. <laughs> not only, it, it wasn't even that. And this happened to me many times during the game where I was just enjoying what I was watching so much that I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I've got to talk about this in some detail. I need to be, you know, writing some things down. Um I mean, and I think that's the overwhelming, overwhelming this whole match is it was just fun to watch them play again. It absolutely was. It absolutely was the joy. And Tom, I'm going to come to you, talk to me about Elliot's goal, uh, what it meant to him and um, uh, what, you know, your your thoughts about the build up to the goal, because I felt like there was a lot of really nice build up. I felt there was a lot of like... But, you know, um, there's that team cohesion, just wonderful goals. I mean, obviously, there's so many to talk about, but um, I want to get your thoughts on the Elliot one. Yeah, it was, it was like, I mean, I can't remember the last time I got goosebumps from a goal, but for some reason, Harvey scoring and seeing how much it meant to him in his face, and obviously, you saw the tears, uh, it gave me goosebumps. And it was just kind of like that perfect little moment where, you know, he deserved that. And, you know, even in the last few weeks when the, the chips have been down, he's been the one that's well, one of the few that are trying to inject some tempo, just trying to do what he can to drag us through some moments. And, you know, he's a 19-year-old kid. And when you see that and you see how much it means to him, it's it, it's not much better. And, I mean, and what a goal as well. <laughs> Such a good finish. It really and was. The... the uh, the goal of him to just go and take it off uh, Bobby's foot as well, which to be fair, it did look like just a bad touch. And, um, but he, he didn't hesitate to absolutely latch onto that and put it right where the keeper was going to get nowhere near it. And mm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's, of all the goals today, that was my favourite. The goal was my favourite, but just in general circumstance, the fact that it was Harvey makes it even more so. There you go, people. We don't need to have a spoiler alert on that one. So that, no doubt that is Lisa Marie's favourite goal as well, for obvious reasons. And uh, Tom's Tom's ranking it as his favourite goal as well. Um, yeah, wonderful stuff indeed. Um, uh, it was great to see the guy guy get a goal. Um, hopefully more to come from uh, Elliot. Although someone did put um, that he might be injured, which um, which is why Klopp made the change. I hope that's not true. I've not heard anything. We, we've just come on live straight after the game, so bear with us, people. Um, we'll figure more things out as as the pod progresses or as we hear something from, um, you know, Jurgen Klopp and co. Okay, um, we're just going to take a little breather from them two goals. I'm going to go on to our next caller. I am going to go to Sandeep. Uh, hopefully we don't have mic issues today. Sandeep, are you with us? Hello, can you hear me? We can hear, hear you crisp clear. Welcome <laughs> to the Nina Kauser Show. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a long time since I rang in. Um, I just had um, yeah, just thoughts on the game. I think we were back to being Liverpool again. Um, I think Klopp must have given them a kick up the arse. Um, the only question I did have, do you think, does the panel still think we need a midfielder after seeing that? Or do you think that might cloud our judgment and Klopp might get excited and think I'm okay? Okay, b- before I go to the panel, I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you think we need a midfielder? Yeah, we do. I, I want three, but um, I think at least at least one needs to come in. I think just for the numbers, um, especially if Nabi Nabi's down tools or is injured or whatever Nabi's mm. doing. So, yeah, 
that's what I think. Uh, but I think definitely one more. If it's Frankie, then yeah, definitely. So. Okay, so he's even told us what kind of midfielder he wants as well. Wonderful stuff, Sandeep. I am going to take a little breather from the game and I will ask the panel this. We kind of touched on it. I kind of feel like I know where this is going. Um, I am going to come to Tom first on this one. Tom, I mean, I don't think this performance should like cloud our judgment. I mean, I know Roberto Firmino had a really, really good game and I was so happy to see him get them goals. And, mm-hmm. you know, and Henderson looked okay in that game but for me it was the opposition and you know maybe there's levels to certain players and who they look good against um against top elite level uh opposition which you are going to come against and even not so top elite level uh teams in the premier league um we need a class above uh, and i'm with sandeep and probably with every other probably um thinking liverpool supporter in in the sense that no um uh, just this doesn't pave over the cracks it, it certainly does. And we could have played without midfield today and we'd have been fine. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with, I'm with Sandy. We need, we need two. And, you know, I'll, I'll take one depending on the calibre of player or who the player is. But yeah, I, I still think we need two. If Naby leaves, we need three. Um, you know, there were still moments today where I saw the captain kind of gallivanting and wherever he likes. He, there was that opportunity earlier in the first half where he kind of got in Salah's way a little bit and, yeah, yeah, and it's just mm. like you, you're playing against a team that can maybe that maybe has more so of a counter attacking ability, and all of a sudden we're in a pretty vulnerable spot. But it's just, it just just so happens that we're playing against a team where we can get away with it. Um, but yeah, my verdict is absolutely yes, we still need midfielders. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. I think in the second half, we went on a darting run through the middle and I was like, yeah, today we're in a position where this midfield is more non-existent than the one that we fielded on on Monday. Lisa, I'm going to come to you. You can touch on this as well, um, but let's just get it one more time. Well, Thoughts I'm... on a midfielder? <laughs> Absolutely, I concur. We need We need a midfielder. I mean, one for sure, two would be preferred, and if Nabby's off, then three would would be a bonus, but, um, yeah, I, you know, for sure, I think we, we need one. And as I said, and, and I think we absolutely need, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's the popular, I'm the popular opinion because it's the right opinion. I mean, it just, if we're going to get through this season, um, you know, especially with the champions league fixture starting and, you know, going to the two games a week, et cetera, et cetera. And all the other arguments that have been given, we need to strengthen the midfield. No, you're absolutely spot on. So, Sandeep, we, we completely agree with you. It is the, the logical thing that we do need, you know, at least two. And um, if, you know, if you can get three, let's just be really greedy. But I think that is now where the focus should be now, um, getting in the right midfielders. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, thanks. Yeah, as, as I thought. Of. Yeah, thanks for answering the question, guys. And, yeah, up the red. Hopefully we can beat Newcastle on Wednesday. So. Better add because I'm covering it, and I think we all want we all want happy vibes. So yes, Sandeep, thank you so much. Thank you. No, it's a pleasure. Right, listeners, that was Sandeep. It was great to finally get him on the Nina Kaza show. We did have some technical issues on on uh, Monday, but it seems like gags being gags has sorted those out, and hopefully we'll hear from him more uh, um, as the season progresses. Okay. Um, 
I have a question from Eddie, but I'm going to save it because I want to get back into the game because Lord knows I've got so many goals to talk about <laughs> and so so many things to talk about. And um, Tom, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you because it was just mad, mad, mad. I mean, um, eight minutes. Um, you know, we were we were doing so well. We were moving the ball. You know, uh, there was a lovely, lovely piece of play around about fifteen minutes. You know, um, you know, it finished. It finished 9-0, but it could have been 10 because, you know, again, what really impressed me was, yeah, the goals were impressive, but even, like, how we were kind of moving the ball. And around about 15 minutes, um, you know, um, Diaz passes it to Elliot, to Firmino on the left-hand side. He flicks the ball back to Elliot. Elliot zips it across the box and Salah just couldn't make it. You know, like, we were in that situation again where Liverpool could have had those perfectly worked team goals. And that's what gave me, like, a lot of, like, yes, cohesion. You know, it was those moments. Yeah, things just clicked and uh, everything was kind of paying off where, you know, sometimes the pass is too heavy, sometimes the, the cross is, you know, an inch too far or the shot's just wide. But things were just clicking today and things were just um, moving the right way. And yeah, I think just in general, the football was just crisp. And I think that just goes down to just being that that little bit sharper and just having that extra 10% intensity or you know probably another 60% intensity compared to the last few games but yeah when when and one thing to, to absolutely needs to be noted is is Bobby playing well and it's no secret that when Bobby plays well we play well and when Bobby and I actually had that on my notes Bobby's instrumental <laughs> yeah when Bobby's at it we tick and when we tick we do this stuff to teams and Bournemouth were crashing <laughs> and we almost got double digits and goals it's just the way it's worked for a long time with us. When Bobby's right, we're at it. Can I ask you both a question? Because obviously Bobby had a really, really good game. He got a goal and got a hat-trick of assists, you know? Um, he he was absolutely uh, sensational today, was uh, Bobby Firmino, getting in on the scoring action and, of course, getting the assist. So I've got to ask you the the question, you know, two goals, three assists. He could have had a hat-trick of goals as well today if he'd not got subbed off. Is is this Bobby back because he is aging or is this maybe the level that he is quite clinical um, and this is where he can cause some devastation, this kind of opposition, this kind of team, this kind of space, this kind of movement? And um, Lisa, I'll come to you first on that one. I know it's a hard one because we all love Bobby, but like we have seen him on the decline for quite some time now. Yeah, I, I think it is probably more the latter that, you know, it, it's more depending on the opposition. You know, we we used to see Bobby do this no matter the opposition, but but I think it is going to be, you know, depending the depending on the opposition as to, you know, whether he can, you know, run rampant like this. And and you know what, that's okay because we we need the different options, you know, again to keep the rotation and everything else in the team. So I mean, I think you know, if he can, you know, keep it if he can keep it at this level, then, yeah, I mean, I want to, you know, I'd like to see Bobby hang around, you know, for another season or so after this. But we, you know, if if there's a decline, like everyone was speculating about after the first couple of games, you know, I mean, we just we just really don't have room in the squad for that. So, I mean, I think it's too small of a sample to really be able to say one way or the other for certain. But but I really do hope that today was, you know, I mean, it gave him confidence, too. I mean, you know, probably no one knew better than Bobby that he had not played well. 
you know, in the game. So this is a confidence builder for him and and that can help too. So let's just let's just hope it stays on this trajectory. You know what? You know it's been a really, really busy day at Anfield when you had a brain fart moment and you forgot that Bobby Firmino scored two goals and he's not scored since 2020. So shame on yeah. me in that regard. And, you know, just well, they mentioned I, it I a couple times on the coverage I was watching. Um, I mean, they mentioned it as soon as he scored and then it was mentioned at least once, if not twice, you know, a couple other times, yeah. um, you know, throughout yeah. the match. But Including his 100th goal as well. Oh, really? Oh. Okay, now that one I didn't hear. Now that's His 99th goal today for Liverpool. Yay, nice. You know what? There you go. There was a record broken then, and happy days indeed. But yeah, it was great to see um him him scoring. Uh, Tom, same question to you. I mean, w- w- you know, you, we you know what the situation is with Bobby. Um, mm. I want to get your thoughts. Yeah, I th- you know, I I agree. I think the 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 more I, I mean, there's nothing I'd love more than to see him go on this keep this run up for or this form up for a run of seven, eight games, but the likelihood is that, you know, it's one of few. And to be fair, I think it's forgotten that last season he played quite a, an important role, but that role's just stripped back from what it used to be. It used to be that he was one of the main men on that front line. But, if you, you know, there was a few times last season where he, you know, started one in a few and contributed, got a goal or, or an assist, or there was times where he come off the bench and got one or two goals. That you know, he, he played his part, but it was just a, a more watered down version than what we are used to with him. And um, I think today is probably one of those instances where he's contributed massively. But in the long run, you've got Jota, you've got Nunez, who are going to probably be a bit more involved through that central role, be the key factors in in how we move forward and Bobby's going to kind of be the, um, yeah, a more stripped back version, which might play into his hands considering where he's at in his career and where he's at physically. And um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be holding my breath that he's going to be carrying this form forward for extensive period of time, but that's kind of where we're at with him. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at peace with that now. Yeah. And I, and I think that's probably the the best approach to have with with Bobby as well. You know, I think you both made some really, really good points there. That you know, it's okay if he's at a level you you know maybe he's a different kind of a nightmare against them. You know, different oppositions. But yeah, for me, I I pretty much felt that as well. I was like, you know, I loved it when Bobby came to Liverpool and loved his you know loved what he's done for the for the club and stuff. But you do notice that it's natural players' age. You know, they they lose that intensity, that that spark. And but it was good to see him today. And Tom, I'm going to stick with you because let's talk about um, Trent's beauty. And again, Firmino was involved. What really kind of impressed me about this game, this goal was it was a real, real kind of trademark Trent Alexander-esque kind of, you know, shot. It was beautiful. He scores gorgeous goals. You kind of expect that from him. But also to the build-up, you know, before that, I I was quite impressed with um, how, you know, like, the midfield kind of worked and Hendo tried winning the ball back and it kind of ricocheted. And, you know, there was basically, there was good work going into that before Trent takes the shot. Yeah, it was a well-earned goal. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like you say, in in just the tenacity of winning the ball back, but then just, like I mentioned before, when we did get get the ball, it wasn't stagnated. It wasn't, oh, knock it back to Virgil and we start again. It was get the ball, look forward, 
sweep the ball forward for an option. Trent was at the heart of creating his own goal. He picked the ball up in the middle of the pitch, played his pass and just went. And then when he kind of got within 25 yards, you can tell like the first the first uh, the first thought was who's available, who's making the run, is there someone making space in the box, something like that. But then he thought, no, I tell you what, there's a there's, there's a lane there for a shot, and you know when when Trent hits it and when he connects with it right, there's not really any keepers in the world that's going to be able to stop it, and you know especially with that shot, no one's getting near that. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. I mean, Lisa, what did you make of that goal? And, uh, you know, just just um, the build-up to it as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, the build-up, again, is is what we're used to seeing from this team. You know, the, the passing to, to build up to these goals and not just relying on a, you know, a lucky shot or a breakaway or, or something else. I mean, we were... You know, we were responding as a team. You know, it wasn't just one or two people dragging us back to where we needed to be. We were seeing a team response. And and again, I think that's just, you know, one more thing to to add to the, you know, the joy that we can take from this win is that it wasn't just one or two players responding to what had happened on Monday. It was responding. And I love nothing more than, you know, when we score multiple goals that they're spread across the team. And, you know, and again, seeing one from Trent, that, that just, you know, adds to it. If, you know, we see a high score like this, you almost expect that somebody has gotten a hat trick, but nobody did, um, and Salah didn't score. So it's just, it's the response we needed. Um, and, and yeah, I just, yeah, Trent's goal, I mean, you know, there's nothing more, there's nothing more lovely than seeing him score goals like that. You know, they're, they're still rare enough that they're they're kind of a nice surprise but but i mean again if you're looking over you know the course of his career they're they're not it's not like he does it once every three seasons but um let's just hope that's the first of you know five or six like this that we see this season Absolutely. Um, it was stunning. And it, to me, that goal just, um, for me, just embodied what Trent Alexander-Arnold can do. You know, like I, I remember just getting all excited when he got that goal against Hoffenheim uh, in, in the Champions League, you know, when we, we had that knockout game against them and stuff. And he kind of announced himself like, ooh, you know, this, you know, to, to, <laughs> to Europe. So, yeah, here he is. And yeah, you kind of expect that from him. And yeah, um, and again, um, on a side note for Trent as well, I thought they all played really well, but I thought he had a really, really good game. He was like just trying to get involved in all the creative side of things. And I'm going to stick with you, Lisa, because, you know, hat-trick of assists. And then we were like, oh, it'd be nice if he got a goal because he's worked really hard, bless him. And <laughs> fly-kicking Firmino, I mean, he gets his goal. Um, and you know what I love about Roberto Firmino is he has this, um, I don't know, this aura or like, I don't know how he is in front of goal, but like he always looks like he, I find him very elegant in front of goal. I think is what I'm trying to say. And he, and, and he does things that are a bit showboaty and things. And I like that. And I, I love the way he took his goal. And like, I think he just genuinely, like you said, looks so happy and just a massive relief that, you know, like we've all alluded to, he's not scored still since 2020. It's probably watching and thinking, shit, I'm getting everyone an assist. And I'm a selfless player and that's cool. But it'd be nice if I got a goal. And it was nice to see him get the goal. Oh, absolutely. It was nice to see him get the goal. And it was even nicer to see him get two. Um, not to mm. jump ahead, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. There is something about Bobby that he's elegant is a good 
word. I you know he's just it's you know we think of Jada kind of as that poacher, and you know, and and Mo mm. does these amazing things, and um, you know, to to pull off goals. And and Bobby, there is there's just something understated often about how you know he scores the goals where he you know, he gets flicks of a tap in or, or, or just something. And, you know, and this again was just a really nice, well-worked goal. Um, you know, the build-up play and everything to it. And, and that's just, you know, it's just, I, you know, I know I keep think, feeling like I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but you know, there's a lot of goals to talk about. So, Hey, um, yeah, you know, but it is, it's, you know, as we alluded to, I, you know, I don't think we can expect this type of performance from him every game, but, you know, if he can do it when he's called upon, then that's what we need. That's what we need from him. And, and you know, just please let it continue. Absolutely. And, you know, whilst Lisa's been talking this, um, uh, Leila put a still there, Tom, of Bobby, no look finish. I think one thing I loved about the Bobby goal as well was the fact that hearing, you know, um, C. Senor being sang again, you know, because obviously yes. he's had a really good game. And uh, and again, um, uh, I want Bobby to score a lot more goals because I'm sorry, his goals are great, but his celebrations are even better on on a on a, on a normal day. So, um, uh, Tom, what did you make of Bobby scoring and and the goal? Yeah, it was it was well earned. Obviously, um, three nil up and three assists. You think, yeah, it would be nice for him to get one himself. And um... and for me as well, Tom, right place, right time today. Because he was so lost against Man United in that midfield. Yeah, yeah, and just because he he wasn't ha- he didn't have to with the um, yes. with the United game because mm. the midfield was so non-existent. He felt like he had to drop so deep to mm. to try and make things happen, which then ultimately cost us in the final third as well. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I think it's quite understated how how difficult a finish that was for his first goal today as well. I mean. I'm not sure I'd want Mo Salah on the end of that. I don't think he's... I mean, it's not really as far as his legs are so short compared to Bobby, maybe. But, I mean, just the instinct and the know-how to be able to, to get himself up the way he did and the way to to kind of control that ball and to keep it down under the bar, that sort of thing. I think it's not an easy finish and he did really well and... Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much everything he touched was was pretty spot on today. So, you, um, yeah, it was uh, well in keeping with his performance. It really was. Um, let's move on because there's plenty of goals to talk about. And uh, yeah, let's let's move on. Um, you know, Tom, I'll stick with you because uh, you know I thought you know when you're like four nil up and you're like really happy, you're really buzzing, you're enjoying, and you're like, yes, finally the season has kicked on for Liverpool. They look so good. And let's talk about the fifth goal because it came pretty much right on um, injury time. Uh, or not injury time, you know, just um, on 45 minutes before injury time. Rob O'Connor, Virgil van Dijk proving that he is a threat in the air and on set pieces. I mean, great to see him score as well, um, uh, given the fact that, again, a player that's been under a fair bit of scrutiny from the media and um, the press and um, even the fan base as well, you know. So um, great to see him on the score sheet as well. And again, um, I don't think we should be surprised that Virgil van Dijk is really good in the air, given the fact that he's a <laughs> unit. But yeah, your thoughts on goal number five? <laughs> yeah, no shock. It's no shock that he got there and uh, kind of delivered the header that he did. Um, no, it's just nice. I think the main thing with that goal was just that it was nice that he got himself on the score sheet just after the 
you know, the week he's had, and I'm sure he's seen as things that people are saying about him, justified and unjustified. And, yeah, I mean, it was shocking marking and shocking defending, to be honest, to give him the space. And, like, there was no one really challenging for that headers. I think it was mostly Liverpool fans, uh, Liverpool players that were in his way to, to actually make him a header. So, yeah, I think more more than anything, it's just nice to that he got himself on the score score scoreboard and um, you know give him a bit of a boost and uh, obviously got his clean sheet, which I'm I'm pretty sure he'll probably care more about at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, just just good all round. Absolutely, and Lisa, um, Robbo getting an assist there. There, you know, um, if if Trent can score them, I'll I'll get the assist. But for me, I mean. I was just kind of quite relieved at the fact that, you know, maybe the set piece quality might improve as well as the season progresses, because again, that was something that I've been quite disappointed with this season. So, um, you know, that was another positive that I took away from that. But I want to get your thoughts on just the Virgil van Dijk goal. And um, yeah, I I had written down the exact same thing. It's like our, our set pieces look better today. You know, I, I mean, it's, you know, again, the opposition, but um, but the balls are being delivered into the right places, which is on mm-hmm. our players. So, yes. but yeah, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that has nothing to do with, you know, whoever we're playing. It's, we have to get the ball to the right, to the right place, to the players in the right, you know, spot in the box. And so that was happening today. And it, it has, it has, it has been, you know, frankly, kind of shocking. Um, you know, even at the end of last season, if I'm recalling correctly, the, the set pieces just weren't coming off the way we had all grown so accustomed to them doing so. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm hoping this is something that, you know, maybe they've worked on a lot in preseason, maybe especially this week. And because we did, we you know, when we that was one of the things I always remember when I first really started paying attention to the hows and the nuances and everything of, of this team a few years back is that, you know, we could really rely on those goals from set pieces and that. That had fallen off in the last season or so. So I'm hoping that's something that worked on to, to address, to get it back to the standards. And again, you know, it's, yes, it's nice to see Virgil back there and available to score one of those for us. And, and yeah, it was well-deserved for him, you know, after some of the criticism he's received this week. Absolutely. And you couldn't be spot on about the set pieces because nothing frustrated me more than um, our corner not beating the first man. You know, it's like, what the hell? So, yeah, like you said, delivered in the right place, right time. You you know. And I think it was them. more frustrating because we could always get it right. And then, you know, mm. for whatever reason, it, it just sort of fell off a cliff, um, you know, and maybe it's just, you know, who knows, regardless. Um, hopefully this is a return to form as far as that's concerned. Yep, it worked today, right? So it finished half time five nil. Uh, you know, <laughs> now's the time to get your sheet masks on and pamper yourself because it was all fun and all things. But I'm going to just take a little quick breather from the football, and I've got a question here from Eddie Gibbs, and I'm going to come to um, it's it, it's something at least alluded to Tom, and you know she goes, oh, you know, nine goals and Salan, you know, you know, not on, not on, not on the score sheet. So Eddie's got a question here. What's up with Salah? Harder to miss than score at least one of his chances. Um, he he really wanted it, didn't he, today? Like, you could really see it. In the first half, he had a few. We, we spoke about them in the pod. And then, obviously, in the second half, we'll get to that as well. And I felt like, you know, he was really, really 
doing his best to, you know, get that record, do something, and also maybe get Liverpool the tenth. But just wasn't happening for him. I mean, I think there was one. Um, I, I know I'm jumping the gun here, but uh, you know, there was one that really, really kind of stuck out to me where. You know, Fab, uh, Fab's ball to Salah and he had great control, but then shoots it over to the cop. You know, like the control was fantastic and, you know, but the, the shot afterwards was, you know, not, not great. But to answer Eddie's question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I know that we, we got off, got our season up and running today. We won 9 0, but I bet he's going to be at home absolutely fuming tonight. <laughs> If, you, if we know anything about that guy, he's going to be absolutely livid for himself that he's not got himself on the score sheet. And um, and that's probably the only negative that I've got from the game. You know, it's, as soon as it kind of got to four, five, I was I, I was saying to my friend who was watching it with, surely we don't score six without Salah on the score sheet. Okay, so surely we don't score seven without Salah on the score sheet. Oh, and then just kept happening. And yeah, I think that one with um, when Fab clipped it over the top is incredible ball. And a, like he'd done the hard part with a yeah. real touch, setting it onto his left foot as well, and it just seemed like he snatched it. It seemed like it was kind of like a finally I'm going to get my goal and just tried to slam it home and posted maybe just even just chopping it in the corner. Just a little um, all it took really was yeah, just a soft little dink into the corner, and he and he probably got his goal. But um, yeah, but all that means now is just that he's going to be an angry Salah going playing against Newcastle, and he's got probably a hat trick worth to make up for. So, an angry Salah against Newcastle, maybe not a bad prospect, you know? Uh, Lisa, the same question to you from Eddie there. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right, I, Tom. I was doing the same thing. All right, the next one's got to be Salah. All right, Salah's going to get this one. Nope, no. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it was just, and it almost became. I don't want to say funny because it's not really the right word, but he was um, laughing. Yeah. Well, and he was, you could kind of see him laughing too. So, um, you know, he's you probably know, thinking, he's probably thinking shit. What, where am I? What upside down is this? <laughs> what, what world you see that with yeah. the top players. Yeah. You see that with the top players. I remember seeing it was Haaland in the first game of the season, maybe. I think it was just like, I know, when he missed the um, chance against us in the community shield and he just smiled. Because sometimes when you're a good player, you know you're a top player and you know you're a great goal scorer. You know goals are going to come regardless. And sometimes you just smile and laugh and just think, okay, it's just one of those days for me. Yeah, and today's and it's also worth noting. Yeah. yeah, and it's also worth noting Haaland did not, um, he did have many touches against um, Bournemouth. He did get an assist for Gundogan, but he didn't score as well. And he had another one of those little snapshots as well. And uh, when he missed it, he smiled as well. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, maybe he did it's a get thing. a hat trick today. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Which that maybe some motivation pitch, for Mo yeah. too. Yeah, that might motivate Mo a little bit for against Newcastle as well. Who knows? I mean, you know, I guess the overwhelming thing to, to take away from it is the fact that we didn't need Mo to score today. So, you know... Mm. That's fine. And, yeah, you could see that, I mean, I'm sure he probably was frustrated with himself to a degree, but, but he wasn't letting it affect his play, if, if that makes sense. He was just like, well, yep, that one didn't go in. And, and um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not really worried about it, other than I would have just liked very much for him to have made it 10. Uh, and, you know, the cherry on top of the well-iced cake. But it is what it is, and... Yeah, again, hopefully, you know, that just 
motivates him and pushes him that much harder to, you know, to kick on, you know, against Newcastle and whoever's after that. Everton, I think, right? Everton, yes, it is. Right, okay, so um, uh, let's move on to the second half. Um, I want to get your thoughts as well because I'm looking at Discord live chat as well. So half-time, Jurgen Klopp makes a sub, takes off Elliot, brings on Cavalio. Um, uh, Nigel there puts in uh, a screenshot from Indicalia, uh, Indicalia's Twitter. Harvey Elliott was taken off for injury concern. Nothing serious, they say, LFC. I mean, I don't know if this is the official line or is this just ITK. Um, Tom, you've commented in there as well. Gags is like, damn. Um, obviously, we'll have to hear and see more about that. Lisa's gutted, the last parent to know um, about the situation. But hopefully it's not, I hope, you know, hopefully it's not serious. Um, we'll have to just wait on that one. But... Yeah, um, uh, Gags is like saying two more players, please. I mean, guys, just get your reaction to that really, really quick on air. I mean, Lisa, be devastating for the kid, right? Oh, you know, absolutely. given the fact that what happened to him last season, you know. Yeah, and it may just be a knock or a niggle because, I mean, he was on the bench, I think, for most of the second half. So if it was something, you know, of big concern, you know, surely they would have been doing something for him or or what what not um you know and i mean again it probably was i mean since we're we're a little thin in the midfield department it prob and we're up 5-0 at halftime it probably was a precaution let's go ahead and you know put carvalho on and let him get some minutes and you know and get some you know rhythm in in his game as well so i am going to remain as always hopefully optimistic i love it and that's probably the way to be and tom i think you've shared something in here on discord um doesn't sound too bad. Um, what, 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 you know, I'd like to get your thoughts. Uh, yeah, just from what I'm reading, I just had a quick look, and um, it sounds as though he was. It was literally just based off the scoreline. It was maybe just a little niggle, and as as the scoreline was at was where it was at, they just thought, yeah, let's not take any risks. So hopefully, uh, he'll uh, be back in a couple of days. Indeed, indeed. Right. Okay, I'm going to just be absolutely real with you. So I went and got myself a little quick bite to eat from the kitchen, which was actually just a banana because I just like I needed energy. And um, I went to go and get a piece of fruit. Was about to sit down. Started again, didn't it? The, the whole thing, the goals. I can't believe I'm complaining about that shit. But um, uh, Liverpool pretty much started off with the same kind of intensity. Um, I'm going to come to you Tom, um, on goal this time round. We'll, we'll help you out, Liverpool. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, obviously, they um, they were checking it on VAR on, on my on my screen, and uh, if, if Diaz got the last touch on it, it obviously would have been ruled off. But uh, it was an on goal. I'd take that in those circumstances. Um, uh, your, your thoughts? Uh, yeah. I mean. Um... Uh, yeah, I, it, it was a good ball from Trent. And um, it was kind of typified of like how the, the first half started, where he was picking up the ball, quickly moving the ball on. As Trent obviously saw, uh, it was Diaz making the run at the back post, wasn't he? And mm -hmm. uh, he spotted yeah. him and quickly got the ball out of his feet and quickly fired the ball round to the back post. And it was a great ball. And um, yeah, there was a little bit of confusion. I, you know, it looked as though Diaz was offside, but I didn't know where the rules came in as far as Diaz's interference in the play. But, um, yeah, I wasn't complaining. 
No, not at all. And uh, Lisa, you, um, uh, but you just like, I've just sat down. <laughs> right. Because I was upstairs today watching, um, when I'm, when I'm going to be doing one of the shows, I watch up at my office so I can not be interrupted by the rest yes. of the family. Um, so I'd run down to warm up my coffee because, you know, it's still morning time here and uh, grab a bagel. And yeah, I was like, wait a minute, you know, but you know what? I was glad to see that, you know, we started, you know, we're five Oh up. We could have, we could have taken our foot off the gas a little bit and just sort of coasted mm-hmm. to the, to the wind. And, and I was happy to see that we didn't do that. that we yeah. just kept coming. Um, I think that was, you know, just, just what we wanted to see. And I, and again, can only be what this team needs to keep that momentum going. So yeah, no, I was, but you're right. I, I felt like I barely had a chance to, you know, get myself settled and I'm like, all right, we're off to the races again. And that is fine. Absolutely. And, um, Tom, I'll come to you. We kind of spoke about set pieces and on 61 minutes, Liverpool more joy again, this time a, sh- a, a short corner um, uh, by Robbo. You know, plays it to Cavalio. So I think he sends it back to Robbo and then um, obviously Robbo puts in the cross. Uh, keeper kind of, I think, pushes it out and uh, Bobby pretty much reacts. You know, right place, right time. You know, um, I guess putting the wrongs right from Manchester United where, you know, Bruno Fernandes and um, I think it was their Martinez who had like a brain fart moment with them. And obviously, I think there was just probably so much mental fatigue in that game and just everyone was just off it. But just seeing Bobby being bright and sparky, anticipating some kind of danger or some kind of mess up was, um, uh, again, another positive that I took from the game and that goal. Definitely, yeah. I feel like it was just kind of typical of the mindset probably of the day and just how they were switched on and just had like they probably it's probably been drilled in over drilled into them over the last few days that do not let a minute go by where you're not absolutely switched on and going full whack doing like you um going through the game plan and doing what we do and uh yeah there's no good bobby performance that's you know, I mean, it's not a good Bobby performance if it's not topped off of a no-look Bobby finish. So it's a perfect, perfect way to, to kind of finish and cap off his performance. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was it was great. It was absolutely great. And, again, it's something that kind of Jurgen Klopp kind of mentioned in his press conference as well. Every player is responsible for everything. And, uh, Lisa Marie, I'm going to come to you on that goal. Um, uh, Bobby Firmino getting his second. Um, uh, what did you make of it? You know, again, it was set up by another good set piece from us. You know, taking a little bit differently. The short corner worked. You know, seems like sometimes those don't come off. But it did. And, you know, and it set that goal up for him. And, yeah, I mean, if, if Bobby's going to get one, then, yeah, I certainly want him to get two. And, um, you know, he can he can take that away, you know, as as – I've mentioned, we've all mentioned, he can take that away as, you know, as a move in the right direction. And yeah, it was, it was just good to see. <laughs> I feel like I've used up all the happy words already. We need to invent more now because, yeah, there was a plenty <laughs> of uh, joy. Yeah, yeah, plenty of joy, joy in, in, in that game. And then obviously, Emma Jurgen Klopp makes the subs again, triple sub. and. Um, 
you know, I think you, when you're winning in that kind of fashion, and, you know, um, Chimikas, Millie and Bacetic come on for Robbo, Bobby and um, Hendel, I think probably zero complaints for many of us. Am I right, guys? We're just cool with it. We're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I think maybe, yeah, yeah. They were all good subs. They were, you know, made at a good point, I think. Um, I'm, you know, in the past, I know there's been some criticism for Klopp that he, you know, that he takes too long, but that's usually when we're we're needing a change. We're needing subs to affect, mm. you know, whatever's happening in the game. <laughs> that was not the case today. But but I think, again, it was, it was all good to give, um, you know, a you know, some of the, not so much Millie, but the others, you know, some good minutes in their legs, you know, to get some, you know, just some good time in on the pitch with, you know, with the rest of the team. Absolutely. And um, uh, I'll come to you, Tom, because again, we know what all those players are and what they offer, but I was quite, um, uh, it was quite nice for me to see, you know, and probably a lot of people to see, you know, Bad Setich kind of um, uh, play in this kind of game, because that's where you kind of bring on these young players. You know, where there's no, there's no shackles, basically. Just go out and enjoy your game. And actually, I was watching him and I actually found him quite impressive. You know, I, I liked him. I liked his movement. I love the fact that as soon as he gets on, gets on the pitch, he's involved, you know, in the middle of the park, you know, putting a pass, um, you know, to, um, Fabinho, I think it was, but I, I liked him today. Yeah. And I think that's another positive that in, in that position in the game where we've, Kind of not only does it do wonders for I'm sure our, our psyche, our mental position, where obviously we've we've bounced back in a really big way, but it also affords us just that opportunity to bring these players on where we don't really have great options from the bench at the moment. Being able to take some midfielders off, some players off to give them a bit of a rest, and being able to bring on these guys and give them a little bit of uh, exposure to first team football, I think is uh, a really big plus. And yeah, I thought he was. Um, he was good when he came on. He's he's very tidy on the ball. Looks very uh, very bright, and um, yeah, I hope we get to see a bit more of him. Hopefully, some league cup action. Hopefully, a few more nine nils that we can bring him on in the middle of to um, to give him some minutes. But yeah, I, I liked his cameo, and um, yeah, I think uh, it's quite important that we gave ourselves that opportunity today to to be able to give some other people some opportunities and, and rest some some of the more important legs. You know, you're on mute. <laughs> oh, my God. And I really, really went off on, like, a full-on thing there as well. I just said, um, basically, for anyone that didn't hear, hear me, which was pretty much everyone except for my four walls, that I didn't watch an awful lot of preseason. Actually, I watched no preseason, And I know he did feature for the Reds. And I know a lot of people thought what they saw of him, they, they were quite impressed with. But I didn't see that. So, for me, I was quite excited to see him today. I mean, what did you make of him, Lisa? Seeing that you pulled me up on on my um, excellent producing skills there. <laughs> hey, it happens to us all. We all start off talking on mute. Um, no, I did. I think he felt very, or he felt, he looked very, you know, confident, assured. Um, you know, he didn't look out of place at all, which I think is, you know, often the most important thing when you bring these young players on mm-hmm. like this is, you know, yep. we don't need them to come on and do something just spectacular. We just need them to be able to come on and, you know, just do a job and, you know, and, and look like, you know, they belong where they're at. They don't look out of their depth or, or any of those other things. And and I think he very much did that. I mean, he, he does. And I did see him a little bit in preseason and he does. He strikes me as a very, um, 
he's got that kind of same sort of calm presence that we all noted about Tyler Morton, you know, when he came on and, and played some of those matches last year is, is, you know, just that sort of calm, quiet confidence in, in what he's in. And, and I think, you know, this is a perfect game for him to get some of those minutes. I I think we're likely to see him in a lot of the cup games, um, you know, this season. And I think, you know, that's the best way to build these players up is not to expect too much from them too soon. Yeah. The last thing you want is these young players to have like the world weight on their shoulders, having to carry like the problematic, you know, yeah. the, the problems, um, uh, you know, of, uh, of the senior players maybe not performing in the midfield. You want them to be understudies and learn and use them as mentors. Completely get it because otherwise we're going back to that phase where we put so much pressure on a young Raheem Sterling. It's almost wrong. You shouldn't really do that. So, yeah, I'm with you. And Tom, I'm going to come back to you because uh, 81 minutes, I, you know, I think again, every time Cavalio's come on, I thought he's really, really impressed. He got a goal again. Um, uh, for me, it was um, not only was the goal taken really, really well and great to see that player get a goal as well because again, I think he's going to be another attacking option for Jurgen Klopp. We can change it up tactically as well. He offers something. I really, really like this goal. Again, Trent involved with the, you know, the switch of play to Chimikas. And, um, of course, um, Cavalio just delivering their goods there and, um, scoring his, um, you know, um, his, his Premier League goal, um, uh, for Liverpool in front of the cup was probably a very, really nice moment as well. Yeah. Another really nice moment. And again, he was, he was so really bad. bright. Sorry? I go, it's so bad, isn't it, that we're running out of adjectives now? We're just like... Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's like every time I'm repeating myself. But it's, it's just, it's kind of like typical of the day. It was just like a nice breeze of an afternoon, like just consistent throughout. But um, yeah, it was just a nice moment for him. And um, he, he, I feel like he's earned that as well. The kind of, the cameos that he's made in the first few games, he's had a couple of good opportunities where you see his ability technique-wise has had a couple of opportunities where he's caught the ball well and it's maybe just gone just wide or the keeper saved it or, you know, he's just been close. And sometimes if you just keep knocking on the door, it will happen for you. And today, I mean, the goal was, I think, the, you know, the it was Simicassi who got the assist, wasn't it? Yes, and his, yes, touch it was. Was, his touch was beautiful, just absolutely mm -hmm. perfect to drop. And he was able to, to set himself properly and uh, yeah, keep the ball down, and uh, yeah, the keeper had no chance. And it, yeah, it was a great moment just to uh, to get him and Harvey with their their first uh, Premier League goals for us on the same day. It was um, yeah, perfect. Yeah, thank you very much, Fulham FC. And uh, Lisa, I'll come to you. Cavalio's goal, um, really, really great to see him getting the goal. Um, I think he's going to be one that um, fans are going to absolutely love. I think he's a joy to watch. Um, uh, you know, and um, it's just great to see him like get a goal as well because he very nearly got one against Man United uh, over the, you know on Monday, you know, and um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of the good, you know, the very few goods or positives from that game, you know, kind of got lost in the overwhelming bad. Um, and Carvalho was, you know, a little bit of one of those bright spots on Monday. He was. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, it was. It was so nice to see him. And you can see what it meant to him, you know, to get that goal, that first goal there, you know, on the cop, top side of the of the pitch. And, you know, but as much as that, it was nice to see the cross from Costas for the corner, you know, yeah. putting it where it needed to go. Because, again, frankly, the last couple of games, he has, when he has come on, 
um, you know, to replace Robertson, he, he, you know, everybody's been like, oh, good, Robo's, you know, Robo's been crap, let's get Costas on, and then, you know, Costas has not been any better, if not, in, you know, some cases a little bit worse, so I was happy. And he has, been, he has come back from an injury as well, so yeah, it's good to see you're him right. have that kind of Absolutely. problems as well, a, yeah. I think a, a, a knee or, I don't know, some little knock, mm. at the very, you know, right at the end of preseason mm. or something, but again, um, you know, it, it was good to see him his crosses being, or, you know, or his corners, all of it being more on point and more what we're used to seeing from him. Um, to me, that was as much a positive, you know, from the Carvalho goal as, as the goal itself. Absolutely. And Lisa, I'm going to stick with you because, um, again, there was a sub, Trent came off, Clark came on. Um, uh, again, I thought I thought Trent had a really, really wonderful game. Um, it was really, really good to see him sort of get, being really, really involved in the attack and getting a goal as well. Good to see, um, you know, on the 82 minutes, you know, Clark coming on. It's great. You know, this is where you bring on the kids. It's, you know, cause we did look at that bench at the beginning and probably thought, well, it is Bournemouth and that was absolutely fine. But, you know, I, I think it was quite scary and glaring, glaring against Man United as well. Cause those names did feature on against that opposition as well. So, you know, seeing those players come on, you don't mind it too much, but let's move on. You spoke about Jimmy there and, um, um, he delivered the goods on the corner and, um, you know, Diaz, you know, laps it up all day, every day. But again, really good on the set pieces. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? Diaz just bookended the day nicely, didn't he? He got the first goal. He got yeah. the last goal. And um, ah, I like it. I know. So much to enjoy in between. So, yeah, I mean, again, I, I think that's one of the I really wasn't thinking about it as at the time. But as you know, as we've been going through the podcast here. That is one of the best positives to take away from this game is that our set pieces looked a hundred times, if not a thousand times better than what they have in the recent past. So that's, that's a positive. Um, Again, there are so many positives, but you know, some of them are a little skewed by who we were playing. Whereas I think the corners and, and those sorts of things, you know, that doesn't matter. It, as I said before, you've got to put them in the right spot for us to be able to, you know, to score from them. And, and we were spot on with that, you know, Robo, Trent and, you know, and Samikas all. So that's, that's good. That's good. It is indeed. And Tom, over to you on, on the last goal. Yeah, I think Lisa Marie summed it, summed it up pretty perfectly. Um, I think, I think uh, something that we've got to kind of say as well was, um, and you mentioned it at the beginning of the pod, uh, you know, Bournemouth were just, they made it so easy for us as well, didn't yeah, they? They were I done mean, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were beyond done. I mean, I don't know if Diaz gets away with that. It's, I mean, even the goalkeeper, I don't know how it's got past the goalkeeper at the front post, because it wasn't like tucked inside the, the, the post or anything, his header. Um, but it just kind of typified their day, just that, they weren't close to anything. And um, yeah, I think bookmarked is probably the best way to put it. The, you know, first and last goal. And, um, you know, one, I think once we got eight, I was sitting there just absolutely desperate for 10. I really wanted us to get that first 10 goal in uh, in Premier League history. I was desperate for that. And uh, I thought maybe the... Um, when Carvalho went down in the box, I thought my, maybe that was Mo's opportunity and our obviously number ten opportunity, but it wasn't to be. But I mean, I'm not going to complain that we won nine nil. But um, 
yeah, it was just a, a nice way to, to seal the day. And then, you know, Diaz three goals in four games in the Premier League. I was kind of hoping that this year he would start adding more to in, as far as his contributions and goal contributions. I kind of anticipated that that might take a, a step up and level up. And uh, yeah, it looks like we're seeing that because he was brilliant. He really was. He absolutely was. And again, he's one of those players that has really, really performed. Um, you know, he, he again, one of the bright spots against uh, Manchester United, in my opinion. So it was really, really good to see him kind of, um, you know, reap some reward from, you know, putting in a shift. And, uh, you know, a little side note on, on the game. I love the fact that the camera panned to Darwin Nunez and he looked really happy as well. And, you know, and I didn't you know, I didn't sit there when they kept panning it against Man United. Like, you should have been on that pitch. You know, I was getting really yeah, angry I mean, that he got he sent off again. But today, that was miserable nice. as every anyone on on Monday. Mm. You know, mm. you know. Um, but you're right. He and Tiago looked, you know, relaxed, and they were enjoying what they were watching today. They were, guys. Um, I think we pretty much. Like I think it was an overall really, really good performance. I think it was exactly what we needed. I felt like it was a team performance. And you know some you know some some side positives for me was uh, the improvement of the goal difference. You know we're on par with Man City there. You know and which is good considering you know you got to take it. You have to take everything that you can. And um, and again um, a clean sheet for Allison. The defense not really been asked any kind of questions. Bournemouth didn't didn't do anything, which is absolutely fine. Do that all day. May all the Premier League teams do that. <clears throat> I will take that. But you know so many positives in that regard. But um, so many good individual performances, but your your man of the match shouts. Um, I you got to do it today, obviously. So, Lisa, I'm going to come to you. Um, I think I have to go with for Bobby. Um, mm-hmm. just because it was such a wonderful turnaround, and then you can't ignore the what two goals and three assists. Um, however many multiple assists. Yeah, I think I think it needs to go to Firmino. Um, I mean, and again, there really isn't. I mean, so many of them played so well today. Um, but but yeah, my favorite goal, of course, is Harvey's. But my man of the match is Bobby Firmino. I love it. I love it. And um, yeah, um, you're absolutely spot on. Three assists, two goals. That was Bobby Firmino. He's also my man of the match for those numbers as well. I think he he looked sharp from the get-go. Del just said VVD has finally got his aura back yet. Yeah, hopefully people can shut up about him. Tom, I'm going to come to you, your man of the match. Uh, yeah, I mean, honourable mentions for, for Harvey, for Bobby. Um, I thought Fab was really good today as well. Uh, Trent was the Rolls Royce that he uh, that we love to see, but uh, yeah, you can't look past Bobby as man of the match. There you go, guys. We're all in. Uh, we're all agreeing that Bobby Firmino um, is is the man of the match. And um, yes, if you've got a different shout, feel free to tweet us, comment. We'd love to hear your thoughts, guys. Um, that is pretty much. Well, it is the end of Nina Kaza show. Um, absolutely love that. And before I go, I want to say a massive thank you to our callers, Sandeep and um, Kieran. And of course, to Lisa Marie and Tom and everyone that joined us live on Discord. But before I go, I'm going to get some plugs. Uh, Lisa, anything you'd like to plug on? Where can people find you on social media? Okay, you can find me on both Twitter and um, Instagram at lmariemh. And um, 
latest episode of the main AI pod was recorded yesterday and released last night. And, you know, it, it was, um, it was an interesting discussion and I, and I would have been very interested. Let me use the same word twice. Interested to see that if we recorded it, say later today, how, how different a pod it would have been, but that's okay. Um, cause we were recording based on what we were feeling at the time, but no, it was fun. Um, so check, me and Trev and Guy out, and we've pretty much have been hitting it on a regular basis on Fridays, so should be back next week as well. Wonderful stuff, and yes, it's amazing what 24 hours can do um, <laughs> uh, to, you know, to, to the mood. Tom, what about you? Is there anything you'd like to plug on? Where can people find you on social media? Uh, social media, so Twitter, I'm at Tom on the Cop, uh, Instagram, Tom James underscore R-E. And then no pods lined up, but uh, I'm sure I'll be back very soon. Indeed. Give this guy a follow. He's excellent. And you'll be hearing him a lot more on the Nina Carter show. From my side of plugs, I will kind of plug Tom as I plug myself. Tom um, was my guest on the Euro Incision podcast where we react to the Champions League draw. Um, myself, Tom and Justin did that. So do check that out, guys, if you've not listened to it. Really had such a laugh with it. And again, so much insight. I actually think we were quite quite good on it. So do give that a listen. And um, uh, also, um, I do the Nina Carter Show thing on Instagram. So give me a follow on Instagram as well, guys. I'd really, really appreciate it. I'll be back on Wednesday post-match for the Newcastle game. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the pod as much as the result. Um, Take care. Till next time, up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go... We'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.